What is going on, everybody? We are back from the episode of the ABJ podcast, episode 82 with Devontes. Um, guys, this is this is a good one for me. Uh, been a big fan of this dude for quite some time. We'll, we'll learn more about him in a minute. But before we get into that, make sure you check the links below for all things ABJ, whether it be following me on social media, uh, grabbing merchandise, joining the Discord, joining the Patreon, which both have per- perks when it comes to this podcast. Um I've been streaming a lot of these interviews live via the Discord. So if you remember the Discord, it's completely free to join, but you get to watch these as they happen and join the Discord community and chat along. We do have a thread in there that if you have a guest coming up that you want to see, you're going to see the guest before anyone else on social media via Discord. Also, you get to put your questions in for guests that are coming up. Uh, It's a great way to see the guests also in all their social media so you can support them. Also, the Patreon. If you are a member of the Patreon for as little as a dollar or as much as you want to donate, uh, you will get the episodes as they drop the Monday before they come live on a Thursday at 7. So uh, there is ways to support the podcast and get early access to content as well. But guys, uh, once again, huge thank you to our main sponsor, Suplex Vintage Wrestling. Guys, it has finally happened. A whole store fully dedicated to vintage wrestling. They say it can never be done, but I have seen it with my own eyes. Suplex Vintage Wrestling is a store curated by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. Located on 5th Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, just one block south of South Street in the heart of Queen Village. Their shop features the largest collection of vintage wrestling apparel under one roof. Their selection includes classic designs featuring your favorite wrestlers from the Golden Age. Attitude Era, Internationals, Indies, and more. And if you're tired of watching premium live events at home, SVW hosts the best watch party since your friend Kyle's birthday party since you were 12. And if shirts and watch parties aren't your thing, let's not forget their selection of figures, replica belts, trading cards, and from their t-shirts and hats to rare wrestling memorabilia, they have something for every wrestling enthusiast out there. So what are you waiting for? Check them out at suplex.svw on Instagram or at suplexsvw.com and let them satisfy your nostalgia needs. This store is absolutely insane. Um, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Make sure you follow them on Instagram. They're doing giveaways all the time. If you're looking for that old school shirt or you want to meet some wrestlers, they're doing some cool meet and greets. They have a lot of stuff coming up their sleeve uh, right there in the heart of Philadelphia and, and Queens Village. The store is it's it's a it's a wrestling haven. Um, they also have a vintage trading card store. Uh, I think they're the only panini dealer in the city. So if you're into trading cards, they have that as well. They have the craziest sneaker shop you'll ever see too. So they have a lot of cool businesses right there in Queens Village. Make sure you go support them and show them some love because they are the reason this podcast is still pumping. The vein, the and and I appreciate them more than more than uh, more than they know. Uh, but without further ado, I want to bring my guest in. Get this going. Let's get this rocking. Let's bring in. Devontes, what's going on, bud? What's up, man? What's going on, it's, man? It has been a minute, my guy. We have not seen each other, have spoken in a minute. You you have been tearing it up everywhere. Uh, unfortunately, not working the same places as me, but I I totally get it. You're you know you're you're too much of a beast to be contained to just one or two promotions. You got to be everywhere. That's true, man. But yeah, I would love to. You know, I want it all, man. I would love to be around you and all the promotions that you had, man, to get to chop it up with. You man, how long we we known each other now? What three years? About three years. I think the last time we seen each other was Avery Good's last match uh, for LVAC at the brewery. That's the last time we seen each other, and I, I uh, and I heckled you, and I said that you're an Eagles fan, and you gave me the most <laughs> evil eyes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you were a heel you were a heel that night and i tried to break you and you it was that close i was that close <laughs> that's funny i do remember that man <laughs> uh for those who don't know uh we both share a love of our our our, our love and passion for the washington commanders as of now uh, i mean Next year comes and goes. We might be saying name something completely different. Uh, so who knows? We'll find out when we get there. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about how do you feel about the team now? We kind of talked a little bit off camera. Not not a lot of faith, I see. Right. I have no faith, man, and I'm so sick of buying. Like I bought, you know, obviously the old name. I had a whole bunch of their their merchandise, Then I had a whole bunch of the Washington football team merchandise. Now I got a whole bunch of. I pulled it out right now. Washington Commander stuff, and I'm just like, if we change this again, I'm not buying any more merch, man. I'm done. Yeah, it bet the name better be the coolest name ever. If I'm gonna go back out and reinvest, I usually get every year's draft cap, um, and 
if they don't have a banger name, then I'm I'm over it. There's rumors that they might go back to the original name that people are saying it's okay to. And I'm like, I, I don't do it. Why why put yourself in that situation again? I wouldn't do it because it's only gonna come up again, man. And it's like I just wouldn't do it. I just come up with a better name. Yeah. Remember when they were like, we're gonna get rid of all names that have any connotation with Native American, and they're just like, like we got rid of Washington. And yeah. what was the other one? Chicago. And they're like, all right, we're good. Everybody else, Chiefs, you're winning. People love you. We're gonna let you go. Do yeah. you know? People show up in 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 all the costumes you want. Game day. No one's gonna protest. It's all good. It's all good. We got rid of the two we wanted. <laughs> I think they got rid of the what was it the Cleveland Indians name? The, yeah, the yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland. All the sh- all the shitty teams, the ones that were not doing successfully. Yeah, that's they yeah. got rid of us first. You know, Chicago, Chicago Blackhawks. I think they're still a thing, right? Yeah, that's because they win every year. <laughs> yeah, they're they're dominating. Like the Chiefs and them are the Sentinels. They're all good. Everyone else is fine. But we got everybody ever. <laughs> I don't want to go back to it. I want uh, the Red Wolves. That's kind of where I'm leaning towards. I want Red Wolves. I but I was, um, a lot of people were like copywriting these names. So like yeah. Washington could get. I wanted them to go to like the Hogs. I'm like, go back to what you would know for. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. But you know, we'll see. The other one that was up there that I thought was cool was the Red Tails. I thought that was amazing. I thought yeah. that would amazing, man. But I also look at it like they invested so much money into this Commanders thing. I, 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 I seriously don't think they're going to go one year with this name. Supposedly the owner, the new owner, and, and Magic Johnson came out and said that after this year, we are going with a new name, and we are trying to move the team back to D.C., so... Let's see what happens. Cool with me. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of FedEx Field. Everything that reeks of Dan Snyder. Just let's just cut ties with it. Have you ever been to the to that stadium? Yeah, I went when it was still kind of nice. Now it's terrible. Yeah, it there's is. there's sewage pipes busting on people's heads and stuff. Yeah, it's that gross. was horrible. And I gave him like, I I seen that video. I think it was a couple years ago, and I'm like. Only thing you do for them is like give them like club seats. I'm like, can you give somebody if I got a sewage drain, just dump on me and my partner, you better give me some season tickets. Yeah, so I better get season tickets. I better be down, I better be like on the field next game. I, you know, what I mean, and then oh, it was it was a night, never. Then we did the Sean Taylor tribute and they literally put it on like a clothes hanger mannequin. It was and it wasn't the gear didn't match at all. It was it was a nightmare. I'm like the greatest safety this this team has ever had. This is how you yeah. do. It. Horrible. Well, yeah. that's 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 enough of that that depressing talk. Hopefully they'll turn it around. Um, we'll see how it goes. But listen, Magic Johnson's part owner. You know what I mean? He's he's the face and spokesperson of our team. It's showtime, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> um. So Devon, uh, let people know about you a little bit. Give them a little brief introduction of you. Okay, so uh, I'm a pro wrestler, born and raised Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I've been doing wrestling for about five years now. Um, things on up and up. Everything's pretty booked up every weekend, man. Um, I don't know what else you want to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's one more question going back to your football team. How did you land on Washington if you're from the Philly? Because all your other teams are pretty much Philly teams except the football one, right? Growing up, like when I got into football, it was like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And like my favorite player was Santana Moss. So I used to watch him when he played for the Jets. Yeah. And remember, remember ESPN used to have a little box at the bottom at Breaking News, like ESPN, and it says, Santana Moss traded for Lavernius Coles. And I'm like, okay, where's he going? To the rest of that team. Yeah. And uh, I just became like, I just, and I'm also a huge Miami Hurricane fan. And all of these players just went to Washington. Clinton Portis, Rocky McIntosh, Leonard Hankerson. So I just started watching, I said you on tell already, but yeah. So that's how I became a Washington fan. Yeah, the whole the whole the killers from the U all went to that one team and just started dom. Yeah, it was a good time. Santana Moss, the Cowboy Killer, that's what they called him because he oh. he always found a way to break loose at the end there and, and and get that touchdown to seal the deal. Oh man, I miss that. I actually have a, a Moss jersey still in one of my totes somewhere. Yeah, I was um, in school for that game, man. I stayed up. It was a, I think it was a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. Can't remember. But that game, that, when he solidified himself as the cowboy killer. 
Yeah, Mark Brunel, deep deep down the middle, across the middle. It was all great yep. moments. <laughs> and then Sean blocks the the field goal against yep. Dallas, and then runs it back, fifteen yard face mask. Kick, kick. Oh man, I remember watching that game with Cowboy fans, and they lost their minds. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> good stuff that is awesome yeah i so for me the reason i got i landed there is because i'm right outside of Pottsville, pennsylvania and we had a team back in the day called the Pottsville maroons the Pottsville maroons uh won the nf the nfl champ world championship um in like i forget the year i'm sorry history buffs from our area but they played an exhibition game in the middle of the season against notre dame during the four horsemen era and then they went on to beat the uh, the Cardinals. I believe they were the Baltimore Cardinals at the time. And they found out about the exhibition game, stripped them of the championship, gave it to Arizona. The team went bankrupt, went from Pottsville to Boston and became the Boston Reds, left Boston and went to Washington and then became what we now know as, as, as the Washington Commanders. But um, And then the training camp. Uh, was right outside of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. So that was like not too far from us. And then like the Hershey Bears that all go to the Capitals. The the Nationals get their, their their the team from Harrisburg. And then like all these teams kind of farm from Pennsylvania to go play in DC. So that's kind of how I fell into all the DC okay. teams because they're like right, they kind of like all were all in this area. Gotcha. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Like the the our, at the little tiny town pot where actually Tony Deppen's brewery is used to have a professional football team that wow. end up becoming uh, the team that I like now, or unfortunately, you know, yeah. <laughs> but when did you fall in love with the world of professional wrestling? So, you know, I was, as I was that attitude era kid, uh, don't want to say my age, but you know, that late night, late nineties, early two thousands was when I fell in love, you know, stone cold rock, uh, DX, um, I watched a little bit of WCW, but um, that that was when I say I fell in love with wrestling. I kind of fell out uh, of, of of love with wrestling, you know, like during high school era, era because mm-hmm. it wasn't cool old. anymore, right? Well, that and on top of that, you know, you just find new interests. You get sports, you know, girls, you know, all of these things, man. So it's like, you know, I kind of fell out of it, you know, but I wound up getting back right into it like around 2012. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't go to school and, you know, Mac on the ladies and be like, yeah, did you see stone cold last night? They're like, yo, get away from me. You know what I mean? And then you enter the wrestling world and all these females are like, Oh my God, I watched the editor. I'm like, where were you growing up? I would have had a friend. <laughs> yeah. I did my love affair with wrestling. Cause I thought you thought it wasn't cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I stopped watching wrestling for the female species and then here we are. Yeah. And they're 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 everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, who were some of the people that you know growing up that you you attach yourself to, or some of your favorites? So, I mean, it was The Rock. I was a big fan of The Rock, uh, Austin. Um, but being from Philly, like I was an ECW guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Van Dam, the New Jacks of the world, Sabu. You know, so like those were like. I would say like my favorites out of at, at that point. Yeah. I, you, you know, when I first seen you wrestle, one of the people that I, I always like assimilate you a little bit too, cause like your, your stature and your build, like you're like a young, like a Taz almost like you're yeah. just like this little like cannonball that you're just kill people. You know what I mean? Like just throwing people all over the place. Uh-huh. Um, first time I seen you wrestle uh, was you, you were the inaugural match for camp leapfrog and you wrestled, in my opinion, one of my favorite people in the independent wrestling scene and in the, in this business, and one of the nicest human beings, Deshaun Pratt. Yeah. You and Deshaun Pratt essentially kicked off that promotion, uh-huh. and uh, it's still one of my favorite matches that has happened there because it was you coming in as an upstart who we not many people knew anything about taking on this veteran of Deshaun, and you had a great showing. Yeah, Deshaun was great, man. I still see Deshaun probably like once every other month we on the same car with one another man but deshaun was great to work with man like i'd work him any day of the week yeah yeah he's 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 a gem he's uh training i had him on the podcast he's doing stuff with czw pretty much telling young people if you want to enter this business and you want to even if you're in the business and you want to get better and need a place to call home czw dojo is always open just hit him up he said you don't even have to give him a dime just pay your pay your dues and sweat 
Yeah. And uh, Deshaun's one of those guys, if you're going to learn, has the guy to learn from. He's a trainer there, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. So uh, growing up, you said you were into sports and stuff. What all did you play? Uh, what all were you? Were, were some of your interests? And what type of kid were you growing up? Uh, played basketball. Um, it, I wasn't the greatest at basketball, but my school didn't have a football team. So oh, wow. I, yeah, I know, right? These shoulders didn't play football. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, basketball. But I was always, you know, kids, we're rough. We're not thinking about things. We would play tackle football with no pads on and all of that stuff. Uh, interest, man, was I was always a sports guy. Always a sports guy. Um, movie guy. Like I'm a movie buff, man. And, um type of kid I was I was I wasn't a bad kid at all I think I was you know I, I you know obviously as kids we do have our moments where you know we get a little beside ourselves and you know we get corrected for it yeah. <laughs> but did you get I along was, with every everybody or were you did you fall into a certain like were you more of the jock crowd did you fall in with like everybody else like I, I got it I mean I've, I've always been like more like humble like I was I was always with the people that were like, I guess you could say popular, but like I would always still talk to everybody else. Like I didn't, yeah. you know, it was one of those things, man. But um, yeah, I wasn't a bad kid at all, man. Yeah, yeah. Were you always were you always big growing yeah. up, or? Yeah. So my father, uh, my father's a bigger guy. My brother's it's great genetics. Yeah, it's, uh, I just wish I had the height, but you know, this is what happens when your dad's six one and your mom's five foot. <laughs> 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 yeah, my 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 best friend growing up, Tony. His name was Tony Little, and uh, it was funny because it's like the workout guy with the long, the white dude with the long ponytail with the gazelle thing. You can do. And he was name. He has same name as that dude, except he was also like five four, and he was built. He was just huge, just a monster for no reason. And he was so athletic for his size, but it, it, and then, but he just he didn't learn football until like his junior, senior year of high school, and he was just so bored with it. He never he never really got into it, but he was yeah. just so athletically gifted. But the guy was just great genetics. He was shorter, but he just he was huge always, just a big monster. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so when did you transition? Um, you know, from school, uh, was there college involved? Did you did you go? you know, start working shoot jobs and then say, Hey, pro wrestling is an opportunity. How did you find a way to enter the business? And, and what was that process like? So for me, it was high school. I went to like a sister school of Penn state. Wasn't the main campus. I did that for a year and a half. Which, which and, one did you go to? Uh, Mount Alto. It's good. Out, like, oh, I've never heard. Yeah, I thought you so, might've went to like Penn state school or Penn state Hazleton. Nah. So it was like out there, dude. I'm talking about, four hour drive out there. It was like Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Areas wow. I've never heard of, like Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, farmland and all that stuff. But it was it was a good experience. But I just knew like, yeah, this ain't for me. Um I worked since junior year of uh, of high school. I had like a seasonal job because the school I went to was like an agricultural school. So I got a job like on this golf course doing ground uh, on the grounds crew. And I just worked, um, got a couple of, you know, truck driving jobs, which I do right now, but, uh, getting into wrestling, my brother lived right around the corner from the wrestling factory. And he had messaged me one day. I was like, Hey, you know, they got this free workshop around the corner. Um, you want to try it? I was like, ah, it's free. You know? And I was, I was 28. So I was like, man, I want to try something outside of the box before I turned 30. And, I tried it and I just got bit by the bug. Yeah. Now you you were you kind of had a cool moment in that that school. Unfortunately, the the things that went down there it sucks and the way it all went down. But one of the things I always take away from I guess the negative side is the talent that came out of that place. Yeah. Um, we all know you know the Chikara name, everything that came out of that, and some of the most talented people I've ever got a chance to work with, and some of the most coolest and humblest human beings i've ever met in my entire life have come from that that system uh who were some of the people in the school with you when you when you when you joined in when i was there um you had pancakes and abby uh abby was later but pancakes was there when i got there uh matt mikowski was there uh matt allen was there xavier was there uh you know, you had um, you know Logan 
uh, I don't want to say it. I'm gonna like, spoil his character, but yeah, Logan LaRue was there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is he still using that gimmick? Yeah. So oh, okay. So me and him actually we work at uh, VCW a lot, and we work at Fight Fight Pro a lot. So I see him like sometimes once a month, sometimes twice a month. Like I'm gonna see really. Him yeah, I see him all he's, the time. He's put a word in. He's someone that I'd love to have a chat with on here. Yeah. I, he he's I'm someone, got- man, that is. You want to talk about a good look? You want to talk about in ring? Amazing. That that dude is a beast. I get jealous of his abs. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a he's another. Without giving too much away, but uh, one of the first things I learned early in my um, years of working with Camp Leapfrog, I always thought growing up when a wrestler wore a mask, it's because they were hiding something. Every single wrestler that wore a mask that I've ever seen, like, what are you doing? You're like, you're all attractive people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, one of the first times I really got to see was was uh, he wrestled, and it was him versus another guy in a mask that, and they wrestled four masks, and it was, it was, it was incredible. And that was like the first time I, at a, at a Camp Leapfrog show, I was like, this is this is a big deal. Like, what's yeah. going on here is is special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. That was a hell of a match. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah. then obviously some of the other names in there. Most of those names you said are all startups for Camp Leapfrog. Uh, Mikowski, who is an absolute monster in this game as well. He's, I'm so happy to see that he's back, man. You know, I know he got hurt uh, some point early last year. So to see him back, man, and I think he just did beyond last night. Flipping armbar right off the bat, killing it. He is so freaking talented. I wrestled Mikowski a few times, man. And I tell you, you got to put your work in for him. Uh, injured Mikowski. I, I don't know if many people seen photos of injured Mikowski, but he let everything kind of grow out. His his beard was rivaling yours. Yes, it was. And I was <laughs> don't cut the beard, man. But uh nah, he's just he just one of the most humble dudes, man. And like you can see like he's like a, he's like a genuinely good person. And you know, I just want the best for him, man. I've always yeah. Picked him up every chance that I got, man. He was he was someone that I was saying uh, at that point in time. I felt he was making such insane waves in the wrestling industry. I felt like he was right there, and that injury was like the worst possible time because I felt like his momentum was hot. But him coming back now, more people need to talk about him. More people need to be sharing stuff about him and and getting his his name out there because that kid is special. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, man. Yeah. Um. I seen like you know I'm friends with him on social media and things like that. So I see he always posting, you know he's booked up on big shows, man. So you know I hope he gets right back to where he is and bigger. Yeah. So uh, going through that training, what what was that school like? And and we just wrote, said a bunch of people you got to rub elbows with there. What was that school's uh, environment like? And what was it like working with the people that were there? So I mean, the, the, I always say this, regardless of what happened in Russell Factory. Wrestle Factory prepared a lot of us for when we came out to these indies, worked people with different styles, man. Like, I never felt more prepared. Like, obviously, when you first start, you go on to different shows, you're a little nervous and things like that. But where I'm at now, like, that credit goes to the Wrestle Factory and the trainers and a lot of the people that helped me out that was just that, you know, students that was there, man. So, the environment was it was a cool environment you know at least what i seen i didn't see anything you know negative while i was there but uh they did a great job and, and you know like I say you look at some of the people that came out of there man some of the people that's in wwe that came out of there so it was it was definitely a fun time while i was there yeah WWE and aew <laughs> yeah that too yeah, some people some people came out of that school that are rocking championship titles right now. Yes, they are. That was also my trainer. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so um what are some matches early in your career that you credit to having that spark of like, oh my god, this is when the, the pieces came together and you were starting to find yourself as a wrestler or or your character or who you were as what was as a person in this business? That's, I would say, I would say probably against Mikowski. Um, it was early in my career, like I said, like a year and a half. We were both getting booked for Catalyst Wrestling out in New York, and um, me and like I, I was, I, I was the heel, and he was the face, and 
I don't know. Like, I just think it just came together. Like, me and him, we always, like, worked well together. And I don't know. Like, I, I, I was when I first started, and, and one of the issues a lot of people had when they first started is they think they're going slow in the ring, so you try to speed it up. And, thing, and one of the best advice I got is when you think you go slow, go slower in the ring. Yeah. And um, I just, like, took my time and, you know, made sure I'm not just focused on move, 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 move. Hey, get the crowd involved. Be a heel. Let them know who you are. Set the tone as soon as you come out. Who's the heel? I'm not a nice guy. I'm not here to slap five with you. I'm not kissing babies. None of that. I mean, I'm you know, I'm a I don't know I, I don't know what words because I'm an ass. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> you know, but that was that that was probably like the moment where I was like, wow, like I watched that match back probably like 50 times after that. Now <laughs> How did you develop the character and the and the persona and the name Devontes and and did you like was heel always something you wanted to go for like have you played babyface at all in your career yet? Yes, I've so I've played babyface a few times. It's always weird to like I just played babyface over the weekend. Um, it's always weird doing it, and but I will say that there's been times where I've had to switch heel to babyface in the match because. I'm supposed to be this jerk, but people are like digging my look and they so they're cheering for me instead of cheering for the person they're supposed to be cheering. So, but I've I've always wanted to be a heel. Like, yeah. I love heel. I love because I'm a nice like nice guy on a normal. So I get to yeah heel. yeah. So like that was that was that was one of the things. So but uh, getting the persona, I was told that I they wanted me to look like Balrog when I first. I like who? But, Balrog from Street Fighter. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they wanted like this mean guy, whatever. So you know, I would just work at it, work at it. I'm like, man, you know what? Let me just grow this, like, dye this patch of hair. I'm gonna grow my beard out. And I was going for Kimbo Slice. I'm be honest with you. Yeah. You know is? Yeah, absolutely. I was going for him, man. And you know, as the years went on, I just kept crafting the character. So. It seems to be working, so uh, you know, cool. I always got Kimbo, and I always used to get Mr. T vibes. I get that every day, and it's so yeah. funny. People really think that they, they say it to me like it's the first time I heard it. Yeah, you, you look like Mr. T. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the mohawk, the mohawk was the biggest thing, and the and the beard, just your presence. Like you were, you you come off as like a scary dude. Like you're a big guy, but like and athletic, and like I said, you always play the heel role. Mm -hmm. uh, but also. Mr. T, when he has to turn the charm on, like, I feel like you could be a good baby face because I think one of the things that, um, I think it, it happens a lot to, especially with wrestling, like, pe like people of color in the wrestling business is the representation has not always been there. Like we're, we're, we're both fans since the attitude era. And the only time I've ever really seen like a black champion was the rock. You know what I mean? Like growing up and then not until much. Now you see Bianca Blair's and then the new day and, and representation of, people of color in wrestling that aren't always bad guys. They could be good guys and they could be the front runners of companies. And that's, that's kind of new to the business. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, I talked to, you know, I won't say the names, but like, you know, just going on around, you know, these shows, I talked to like some people that were like, you know, territory era and things like that. And they've, I've had conversations with people and they've told me where it was like, if, you the bl if you're black, get a heel. Your job is yeah. to put this blonde haired blue eyed white man. That's your job every night. Yeah. And uh, you know, just to see where how far it's come and, and what WWE has done and AEW have done and just showing that love and now being more diverse with things, man. It's definitely appreciated. Yeah. Even even people who are LGBTQ, like if you were if you were an androgynous character, you were a bad guy. Like that's yep. just how it was. And then now we have we have promotions that run right now that are all LGBT, all promotions that are all, all all black talent, and it's just like to see that is so uplifting for this business, and it's just it makes this like makes this is why I fall in love more with this industry every day. I know that it's, sometimes it's hard because there is a lot of toxic and there's a lot of nonsense and there's a lot of bullshit in this business, but when you see stuff like that where it's like a like the representations there, and you see a young fan be like, that's something I can look up to because it that reminds me of me. I can pull from that like you know what i mean that's that's a beautiful thing i didn't i didn't experience it i almost got emotional honestly live uh i went to my first like sitting on the floor wwe show and bianca came out 
and like there was like there's this one section right by us man and it was like how i felt when hogan and macho man hit the curtain but it was yeah. for young people of color and these little these little girls were like it was like flare back in the day for these girls seeing bianca come out and i was like this is so important right like those kids are going to be fans forever now and it's strong women and it's a strong black woman and it's just like for that for those girls to see that at that age and see her come out with the title and she's a good guy and she's positive and she's this beacon it's like that's so important for that because I, I just seen myself like at that age like how important that is for people and it's it's beautiful man absolutely absolutely yeah. hell yeah yeah so um any other matches grow like you know in in your career that that stood out for you um like uh vcw virginia championship wrestling man um to me like i i just you get territory vibes when you go down there because when you go down there the whole town comes out like literally the whole town comes out we just did a show three three four weeks ago and it was like 450 500 people in there wow there and i you know i'm ill i i, I and uh, I was in a battle. I was just in a battle royal, and it was me and Erica Lee in the end. And just that eruption from the crowd when Erica speared me on the apron to win the battle royal was just—it was dope. Erica is a mega star. Yeah, I love Erica. I love Erica. <laughs> yeah, and the, my favorite part about her as a character is uh, like her. She's so bubbly and funny, and the honk. I don't know if she's still doing like the super over top honk honk poo poo pee pee stuff. Uh, <laughs> But also in a match, she'll beat the shit out of you. Like she's one of the hardest hitting females I've ever seen. Like she'll beat the shit out of you. She's no joke. I like that, man. I like I like all that, man. I like when people work a little snug, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the three hardest hitting females I've ever seen live, and two of them wrestled each other. And it was Erica and Christina Marie. They beat it was like a strong style New Japan match at two women in PPW, and it was amazing and the other one who another one who comes off super bubbly and super uh you know smile for that's contagious she'll she'll suck you in with her smile but i watched her break someone's face willow nightingale like like she <laughs> actually the show at lvac <laughs> like she's bubbly but when she puts the straps down you're yeah. getting your ass kicked <laughs> I, I wrestled willow early like maybe first 10 matches man great dude and i'll you know see where she's at man that's it's, it's amazing another yeah. match say it just dawned on me because you said ppw bro keller oh bro's amazing yeah. yeah i wrestled bro last year in like she's mifflinburg pennsylvania okay yeah yeah and it, that was like another place where like the whole town comes to help man but that was uh i enjoy i like bro i, I wrestle bro a few times now man I, extremely talented yeah so um you know who are some matches on the scene that you haven't had yet that you're like itching like you're like man i wish i really really want to work this person um i would love to work o'shea edwards o'shea i would like to work calvin tankman um yeah o'shea over calvin tankman those are the two right now that i that i'm like extremely interested in there's there's a name right now that's really doing big things on gcw and he's doing a lot of the speedball mike bailey stuff um he i, I thought he was coming to the sanctuary a couple nights ago but unfortunately he wasn't able to make it but a uh, mookie i think you you uh he's been killing it uh, Mo, you, you look him up man that used to would you guys would have a war just two buff dudes like just killing each other it'd be a good one yeah i gotta look the yeah, definitely man i mean i'm cool with it <laughs> yeah yeah, it'd be a good one. But uh that's yeah, man. Any any other names that, that stick out? Uh, and the independent scene, those are just the two that pop out because those yeah, are like, yeah. I wanted to wrestle since day one. One of the one of the promotions that I thought you really found yourself in as well, where like I felt like they were taking you pretty seriously and they were they were pushing you the right way and you were developing yourself as a character and <clears throat> Unfortunately, the company then kind of got swallowed up by another co by its, its big company. Uh, they're the Outbreak Quarantine series, man. You were you were a bright spot in that future and in that promotion, uh, and you were just you were. It was fun to watch you work there. And then, unfortunately, that as soon as I, I was on commentary, and I was like, 
<laughs> I was like rubbing my head, just looking at the people in the booth. I'm like, why are they doing this? Uh, where you you gave up, you won the title, and then gave up your title for a number one contender spot. And I was just like, because the company essentially got swallowed up, and it wasn't no longer to be a thing. But I felt that was a that that, that was a a good moment for you in your career uh, to kind of get someone put the ball in your court and let you like be a leader of the of the locker room essentially. Right. Yeah. Um. I still don't know what technically happened. Um, I know, like you said, this company bought Outbreak, and I, I was, I was told I was going to come wrestle for that company by yeah. somebody running it, and I just like never heard anything. So I was like, hey, it's, you know, it's, it's I'll, I'll tell you right now, man. As someone who, who's a fan of you as a person and as a worker, that is one hundred percent their loss because I'm, I'm telling you, anyone who brings you in, uh they're 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 an idiot if they don't because like i said your your presence and what you do in the ring man is is special like people your size shouldn't move the way you move sometimes there's a, you just close distance so well and like you're just very charismatic uh-huh uh-huh appreciate that man that's, that's what i get a lot man I actually just got that on uh saturday i remember one guy came up to me after the match and was like how do you move that fast for somebody that's 235 pounds yeah Probably yeah. basketball that closed that that's quick speed and close and close uh, proximity. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's that's I, that quick speed you only get in one and then one way, and that's definitely playing basketball. You play, especially playing out in the streets. Yeah. That is, uh, you got to be quick or you're gonna eat an elbow to the head. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so another thing that definitely stands out with your character and and you as a person, you're very heavily tattooed. Yeah. Uh, when did you start getting ink? And uh, how many are you up to now? You probably you can't even probably keep track of how many you're at, right? Probably can't count, man. But I started at like seven, seventeen, six, sixteen, actually. Uh, and my mother, well, people found out later that I had a beard since I was like in tenth grade. So people thought I was older than what I was. So I was walking into. I won't say the tattoo place. And <laughs> just getting, they were just like, wouldn't even card me because they just assumed I was older than what I was. I'm talking about full beard like this, 16, 17 years old. So I, it started around then, and then I just, it just got addictive, dude. And I'm like, you're bro, your beard grows quick too. Like, yeah. I seen you shave it down, and then like three minutes later, it was already. <laughs> <laughs> what, was your fir- what was your first tattoo? It was Chris going on my arm, my real name. And uh, I remember uh, sweating bullets because I had to call my mom because she was going to see it. And my mom is, like, really religious. So I was like, ah, you know, you're going you're, you're gonna to be mad at me. But I got this tattoo, and she just, like, almost cried. Right. <laughs> well, she's like, why did you get your name? <laughs> In yeah. case you forget? like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah she, she wasn't happy about it, but... She's seen like I just kept going. I'm like, oh, I got this arm done. Oh, she get this arm done. Got this done. So I got to get this side done. It was one of those things, man. What's what's probably the one what the one tattoo on you that means the most or has the most representation or are the most uh, meaning for you? My daughter's name on my leg is probably the the one that yeah, obviously the one that means the most to me. Yeah. Um, what what which which one which area hurt the most? Kneecaps. The kneecaps. Kneecaps. Shit. Yeah, I want to get a leg sleeve, and I'm not looking forward to the knee part. It's a, I mean, with the shin, obviously, it's bones. You're going direct to bone, so it was like you heard that needle bouncing off that shin bone. Yeah. Uh, to me, I got the right knee done, and I'm right dominant. So I was like, bad, but not the worst. So then I went and got the left one done, and I'm, this isn't my dominant side, man. I was ready to cry in there, dude. Yo, I'm going numbing cream from here on out. I don't care. They, they can make fun of me all they want. I'm bringing my own jar. I'm putting it on. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't give a shit. I hate getting them. I love having them, but I hate getting them. I take pride in the fact that not one tattoo I ever used numbing cream for. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll, you can even, I'll get the brand of the numbing cream tattooed on me. I don't give a shit. They hurt. I tell people all the time, they hurt. I heard the stomach sucks. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. brutal. Yeah. yeah. I got I got that done probably like 12, 10 years ago. And then I just added on to it. It, it, it wasn't fun. I'll tell you that. It's uncomfortable. 
do you have any more space left besides his face now or uh i got some like thigh room but that's it do you have anything that you're you're thinking of that you want to get or you're kind of just chilling at this point when it comes to tattoos i want this uh it's two things that i want to get i want darth maul's face from star star wars and um you you, you remember mortal kombat yeah yeah do you remember the, the, the character cabal cabal what did he, he look like he was like had the mask on and like the storyline behind him was like he got like burnt up and like he was real fast like he had to uh, i would have to show it to you after the show did he have like, like blades in his arms that's uh baraka i know who you're talking about okay okay yeah i i, I see i suck at fighting games so i never learned like i know like raiden scorpio sub-zero like uh goro is that the dude with like the yeah. forearms yeah, yeah i know the basic ones i don't but what? did you see the movie that came out a couple years ago mm-hmm. so if in the movie cabal was in it but he was the one that Liu kang's dragon ate him in the movie. oh okay yeah 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 him his mask i love his mask I was yeah. thinking about like that on my thigh. Okay, that's sick. Um, well, you said like outside of wrestling, you're a big movie guy. What are some of your favorite genres? Are like desert island movies? If you had to pick three movies that you've seen probably more than any other time, the one I seen is my, one of my favorite movies is In Too Deep. It's like with LL Cool J, um, like big time drug dealer. But like, yeah, I I, I love that movie. Uh, I'm gonna mess you up with this one. You wanna know what my favorite movie is? What is it? The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. I watched it probably a <laughs> hundred times. <laughs> I, is that the one with um uh, um what's her name? Betty White? Yeah, that one. That was the with one. The window to the wall. <laughs> I watched that movie at least a hundred times, dude. Um and third I, I have two chick flicks in my, my top movies. Yeah, I I'm a Breakfast Club, and okay. I like uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Okay. Oh, and another one is What Happens in Vegas with Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I remember I watched. I had on VHS, man. This is like really taking it back. You remember um, the remake of Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan? Yeah, yeah. I've seen that movie about a million times, too. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend, my friend Tony, growing up, he watched The Lord of the Rings on repeat. Like, those three movies. Oh, he, I'm like, yo, you want to hang out? I was like, nah, I just started Lord of the Rings. I'm like, you just watched it yesterday. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, you just watched it all the time. I, I To this day, I still can't, I can't mess with it. I'm like, yo, I can't watch this anymore. I can never get into The Lord of the Rings, man. I, I can't I, either. Those big fantasy worlds that you have to memorize everything and learn their in like there's too much. There's too much going on. Yeah, I've had I've had those conversations with people and they're like, You've never seen Lord of the Rings. I'm like, nah, I never seen Lord of the Rings. You never seen Harry Potter. Nah, I never seen Harry Potter. I've never I only seen two Harry Potters. Yeah. Yeah. Now you said you're like Darth Maul, like are you a Star Wars guy? No. There's no my my, my I think that movie came out like in two thousand one. And my dad had took me and my brother to the movies. And I was like, wow. Like, first, I'm scared of the character. Like, you know, I'm a kid. Yeah. Because I got older, and I've always been the root for the bad guy. guy. Yeah. And oh, this dude looks amazing, man. And, like, I was, like, looking at certain people's artwork for, like, their Darth Maul tattoos, man. And But I wasn't a big Star Wars fan at all. Yeah. Now, where do you lie on the on the comic book side of thing? Are you a DC guy? Or are you a Marvel guy? Well, movie wise, because I didn't like I wasn't like, well, that's comic- not even fair. Marvel is doing better when it comes to movie. DC can't get their shit together. <laughs> Marvel fan, like movie wise, but like I, 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 I wasn't a big comic book guy. Yeah. See, I, I grew up Batman before anything, and then I started falling in love with some Marvel characters, but Everyone hates them. This this generation just came out, but I thought I thought this phase was one of my favorites. Like that dark, that um, that new Black Panther and the new uh, Doctor Strange, I thought were bangers. I thought they were the two best movies Marvel's done so far. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow man. I think the last movie I seen was Endgame, and um, what was that a couple years ago? Endgame came out, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, 
I enjoyed that a lot, man. And I'm the only one in there rooting for Thanos. Ain't that something? Yeah. <laughs> He's a Well, I'm hoping my favorite villain in the Marvel Universe comes soon. I'm a huge Fantastic Four. I love Fantastic Four, and I love Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is that guy, and I hope they do him justice. Did you see the uh, the picture of Wolverine in the yellow and blue suit? The yeah. Movie yeah. Crazy, man, because that was the cartoons I was watching as a kid. Uh, that guitar lick. <laughs> uh, and I also, speaking of tattoos, I want to get an Omega Red tattoo because I loved Omega Red. Yeah. <laughs> you should get Beast. You get Beast from the X-Men? Well, your beard, that's what you look like with the big beard. <laughs> yeah, Beast was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's all super smart, like reading formulas upside down and shit. And he's like, yeah. kill anybody in a blink of an eye. But he's just like, yeah, I'm just, he's super dazzled. Like, you have to go to jail. He's like, all right, no problem. He just walks yeah. into a jail cell. <laughs> he can get out anytime he wants. So he just chooses not to. <laughs> real, man. X-Men was definitely a good movie, man. A few, yeah. I liked all of them. What what uh what have you seen recently movie wise that uh that you would recommend for people? Movie that what I would recommend. Well, I'm going to see that. Was it like Oppenheimer coming out? That, that yeah, yeah. The weeks. Uh, I want to see that movies that I would recommend, man. I you know what's funny is that I I binge watch stuff like on all of these streams, and for some reason like the names just aren't coming to me right now. Yeah. That's what I, here's my problem. I, I'm always I, I should make a post tonight. I always want to watch something new, and then I think to myself, I'm not in the frame mind frame to to intake something new, and I want to I keep rewatching the same shit over and over and over again. It's like a comfort food for my yeah. stupid brain. Uh, either that or I love documentaries. Like I am always watching a documentary about even stuff I'm not even interested in. Like oh, the history of this click. Yeah. Uh, well, this thing's about psychic. I never did a psychedelic drug in my life, but I've watched a 18 hour documentary on LSD and mushrooms. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, I watch all that shit. It is so true because, like, I'll be at work and I'm going, I'm going to come home. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to do this. And then I just go straight to Family Guy and then pass out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you said you drive truck are, are you do you are you like the truck driver who you're gone for like a couple days or do you just do local i i got a route um i'm a bread truck uh, guy you, you've eaten the bread uh stroman bread yeah and, you know enemies cakes too so like i got all of that stuff on my truck and i got a route that i do my list of stores that i hit so um that's that's but i'm home every day okay that's dope yeah i, I didn't know if you were like on the road for a, a long period of time. Uh, besides movies, what else are you into uh, outside of professional wrestling? Outside of professional, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a father. Uh, being a dad's obviously important, man. And I'm, I enjoy spending time with my kids, man. And I would say this, man. I, I had like my first weekend to myself where I wasn't booked. And it was weird not knowing what to do on a Saturday. Like, I, I'm, I'm sitting there at the mall. And I'm like, oh, this is what people do on Saturdays. Huh? Yeah. You know? It was weird, man. But um, I, I enjoy spending time with my family, man. I think one of the first times I ever sat and watched a football game in like two years was the one we watched during Camp Leapfrog. We were like, yo, football's on? Like, I haven't watched a live football game in a minute. <laughs> Dude, for real, man. And you know, it's funny, before I got into wrestling, for 20 years, I never missed not one Washington game. Yeah. And then that was big for me. Like, when I would have shows on Sunday, I'm like, I'm going to miss Washington. And uh, I still ain't used to it, used to it, because, I, you know, but I'm checking the scores backstage the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Who did we find out at Camp Lee Frog was also a Washington fan? Um I think Kai McKenna said she was a Washington fan. I think she's from Maryland. Yeah, I'm... and somebody else said they were a Washington fan. I believe the, the day they won that game, they're like, did, did Washington win? We're like, what do you care? You're like, that's my team. I forget who it was, though. Oh, oh, uh, Logan is. Lo oh, that's right, Logan, yeah. Logan's, Logan's a Washington fan. We talk about this every time we see each other. <laughs> I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, what Are your daughters into professional wrestling? Do they watch it? Or do they consume it at all, or they just don't care? My daughter don't give a crap about it. So 
she's uh so you know like obviously as workers we got to get to the show earlier before everybody else mm-hmm. she hates that process she hates like she wants to walk in and shows that we're happening so you know when she comes with me yeah sit for two hours and like that part like she doesn't like it and then if i lose she doesn't like that either <laughs> oh, yeah. has, she, has she made friends with any and the people backstage at least like she looks yeah everybody speaks to her man they know that's my child <laughs> who, who's who's some of her favorites uh me um she liked gabby ortiz okay yeah she liked gabby ortiz she liked uh even though i was going against them she liked danny moth okay yeah i remember that one man i got footage of them too going back and forth during our match it was it was hilarious you know who's one of the people backstage that for some reason every time someone brings their kid that their kid and this person always start like just because he's a giant kid himself tommy vex for some reason is every kid's favorite backstage like (laughs) like everyone fall everyone's kid falls in love with tommy (laughs) you ain't ain't never lie man Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's um you know What's the one kid that come dressed up in all the Gavin? Outfits? Gavin. Yeah, man, I haven't seen him in a while. Last time I seen him was either at high tension. I think no, it was it was either high tension or outbreak. I just seen him the other day. He came to a sanctuary show. It was the first time I seen him in probably months. Yeah, super cool kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> that kid has heart in, in his short span of going to wrestling shows has had more experiences with people that I would have like people would die for like absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah like, he's definitely. known as the kid that comes dressed up like him and Jay Lethal was one of my favorite things I've ever seen he came out at a show and he was dressed as the Undertaker and Gavin has no fear like since the second I ever met kid, that kid you could put him in the ring give him a microphone he'll cut a promo he doesn't care if there's a thousand people there he has like zero fear he has so much confidence in himself Jay Lethal comes around the corner and he's the Undertaker and Jay Lethal does like this and then Gavin just stands up rolls his eyes in the back of his head and just goes. <laughs> and I was just like, "This is amazing." <laughs> yeah. Such him and his dad, such cool, so cool, man. Yeah, that's that that people like that are like when you when you get in this business and you meet people like that or those fans that travel all over the place and the people who just really support and buy your merch or just support you. Uh, that that that's what makes this all worth your time away from your friends and your family and your kids. You know what I mean? When you have when you feel that love. Um, Getting to the end here, we, let me just read some questions off. Uh, what is your favorite Haas fight in the sport of professional wrestling, mainstream or independent? Uh, you know, you're the you're the Haas. You know what I mean, King King Haas here. That's from I, Hunter. That's from Hunter Dillon. I gotta go. What pay per view was that earlier this year with uh, Sheamus and um, Gunther? Gunther, right? is that yeah. SummerSlam? No, SummerSlam was just um. Oh, last- Clash of the Castle. Clash of the Castle. That was I was like, yeah, I was like, geez, my chest was hurting watching that match. But I was, I was, I, I, I'm, the, I'm a big Gunther fan. Um, Sheamus is cool, but I'm a huge Gunther fan. And that match was just, I was like, man, they're gonna need like Epsom salt or something after this match, man. But that was one of my favorite matches. That's a good pick. Uh, I always, I always look at uh, uh. Dijak versus Keith Lee in NXT when they were doing like four fifties and shit. Like you're not supposed to do that as two big guys. Yeah, that's yeah. No, that's another big, great big man fight. Uh, Stephen Chambers from the Discord says, "Any opponents you would love to wrestle against are are, are and what got you into pro wrestling?" Uh, what got me into pro wrestling? Um, I would say he said trying to do something outside of the box. Uh, for once, I was used to just working nine to five jobs and. You know, didn't think of doing anything. And I wanted to also stay in shape. So uh, that's what got me into it. Um, like I said, matches that I would love to do. Obviously, we talked about earlier. O'Shea, mm-hmm. Scott, is two. Oh, and um, Jacob Fatu, for some reason. I, I, okay. I would love Jacob Fatu. If, if there was somebody on TV that you can work, AEWA, WWE, who are NWA or Impact, even like who's somebody on the, on the mainstream that you would love to square up against? the mainstream impact steve macklin okay i'm a i'm a, I'm a big fan of steve macklin um from the impact side uh aw of course powerhouse hobbs <laughs> that'd be a good one 
Dude, I'm so confused on that booking of him and Miro because, like, that's going to show you who the company's looking for in the future. And Miro has not been showcased at all. And now Powerhouse is on a, on a rise. So, mm. like, who takes the fall there? Like, that, that's, that's concerning. I like have both of them a lot. What's that? Have you been watching Collision? Is I that... think Collision's really good. I'm a huge fan of Collision. Yeah. Uh, and I can watch it because, like, Saturday nights I can watch it. But, like, it's hard for me to watch Dynamite because of my work schedule. But mm-hmm. I've been loving everything I'm seeing from Collision. It's a fun show. Punk's yeah. doing a good job. Punk and Daniel Bryan, or they said they're the ones booking it and putting that together. Punk and uh, FTR is my favorite tag team of all time. So let's put that out there. So yeah, it's, uh, you're watching them is, is, is great. Yeah. Do you, now you you've you've had some tag team action in the past. Do you prefer tag team or singles? And when you are tag team, who uh, who are some people you like to tag team with? I like singles over everything. Yeah. Singles over everything. I mean, I, I, I'll do the multi-man matches and things like that. Um, but for me, like, I like one-on-ones because, you know, you want to get to different promotions and things like that. You can't send them a tag match or send them a yep. four-way. You want to send them a, one, uh, a one-on-one. So for footage purposes, and and then I just think it's cooler. More attention is just on the two people in the ring. Yeah. But um, tag-wise, I love – I mean, Jet was my favorite. I loved. Uh, <laughs> I reached out to him for a podcast, but he said not at this point in time. But I, that's somebody I'd love to chat with. He is one of the funnest human beings of all time. Yeah. Absolutely. If that you can, a- if you can form your own stable, like you have your own, you, you, uh, what would your who would be in your stable? Who would you want to travel? Like, because obviously, like the goons, they all travel together in the car. They're all they're with each other. Who who would be your stable mates that you would love to be in the car, work with all the time, and just go go to places with? Uh, stable. Deshaun Pratt will be one of them. Uh, uh, Darius Carter. Oh my goodness, the stable's amazing yeah. already. Carter. And um, do you know who Infinite Tim is? I, I'm not. I'm not familiar with him. Infinite Tim. Um, those four right there, man. I just. I'm the huge. I'm like. The biggest Darius Carter fan. Same. I'm a giant. I reached out to him for this show too, and I have not gotten a response. But I'm a giant mark for Darius. He's from from the, just working him at, at, at Leafrog. What yeah. a professional! Just so good. Suited up, three piece suit, hundred and- degrees. Doesn't even care. <laughs> I was just about to say ninety five degree weather. Yeah. <laughs> Darius, <laughs> I, I see Darius. I, said, I call Darius. I said, you know you're the Independence Randy Orton, right? Yeah. Dude, he is just ridiculous man like so good he, he's wrestling guys in AEW, former wwe guys man and it's like you wouldn't know which one came from these big organizations the way he works so there was a documentary i watched where i, I believe vice it was vice and they went to beyond and they were fun fa- i think it was beyond and they were like filming beyond and at the time it was uh Ethan Page and Darby were doing an angle there. I think Keith Lee, right before he went to NXT, was there. And it was like the who's who of, of Beyond Wrestling at the time. And backstage was Darius. Like, Darius was backstage with all those people. And he was like, I seen him in the background. And I was just like, oh, he was there. Like, that Like that was, that. and I was like, that makes so much sense. Because just the way he conducts himself. Like, he conducts himself like he's already been on the top. You know what I mean? Like, he just, he's such, I don't know, he's just a, He's a cool human, but that would be one of those interviews I want to get to know him as a person and not the character, and that would probably be the challenging part. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to MJF you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, because he's such he's such a fan. Like, having a conversation with him back, like, or without a crowd around, he is yeah. just a he, – he's a good human being, too. Yeah. Like, he just he's, – he's so giving. He's open to uh, to hearing ideas. I, I was saying in the last podcast um, – when I one of the first promote one of the first filmings I got to do with Camp Leafrog was was Frog Frog Sport. Oh, and I remember them. They were all like talking about amongst it, and they were like, "Well, how can we? How can I do something heelish every match, and it be like in the context of what we're trying to do is this MMA shoot MMA thing?" And he was talking about like an eye gouge or a low blow, and I was like, "Honestly, like I'm a big MMA fan, but anytime you have a submission on, if you're ending each match with a submission." don't let go because it's almost deemed as more of a scumbag thing. If you have someone to the point where they're tapping, 
and you're not letting go you're trying to hurt them that's like in the in that space it's like the worst thing you can do and he was just like i like that and he kept it and he used it the whole show and i was just like but that's a guy who's like killing the game and he's he's still willing to hear some guy he's never met before that was standing on a ladder doing hard cam and he was taking like you know what i mean like it, it uh, he was just a good human i don't yeah. i like him a lot hell yeah yeah dude. um we're i have one last question here and then we'll just get your plugs and get you out of here but uh logos by hunter someone's been helping me out a lot he's been helping me with uh color schemes of previous logos bringing bringing old logos back to life as well as creating new ones for me so a lot of my new logos that are out if you see logos by hunter has been the lifeblood to that he's he's amazing if you need logos done if you like the logo spoofs you've been seeing that i have hit him up his prices are insanely affordable and he and he'll work with you turnaround time is amazing he's been helping a lot of people on the independent scene lifelong wrestling fan uh so anything if you guys are looking for anything make sure you hit him up um but his question he likes to ask everybody if you could write a letter to a younger De- uh, Devontes, what would that letter say um i would want to say start earlier but i think me coming into this business older made me more mature and i think that i would have been more able to make i would think i would have made more mistakes being younger coming into this game coming in at 28 i appreciate everything that 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 wrestling gives me i mean i've, I've been on cars with people that are a little upset like hey you know i came up with this guy he's in the wwe why am i still in the independent scene for me it's all about appreciating the journey and i think the fact that i'm older and I can realize that is a blessing. So I can't really say that it's any advice that I would give younger Devontes because I think younger Devontes would have made plenty of mistakes. Yeah, uh, I love that. That's, that's a good thing. Where can people find you on social media? Where can people support you? And what are some promotions that they can seek out and go watch your footage and go see some of your stuff? Um, so this weekend I'm at one CW in Delaware. It's my debut at one CW Milford, Delaware. I think it is. Um, then, um, Devontes PW on Twitter, Devontes.pro on Instagram. I'm more so on Instagram than I am Twitter. So okay. you know, if you wanted anybody wants to DM me or anything like that, go to Instagram. Do you have like a YouTube channel where you upload your footage? Yeah, I have, um, I have one. I've got a few, few, a few of my matches on it. I know, like some promoters are like iffy about you. You always message me, like, "Yo, can I get my footage?" Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I would go. You just type my name in. Yeah. Awesome, man. I, I appreciate you so much. I, I wish nothing but the best for you, man. You're one of my favorite people that I got to meet in this business. Like, it, I met a lot of cool people, man, and you're definitely a, a high on that list of people. I always look forward to seeing you. Keep doing your thing, brother, and uh, we got we got to run this back again in the future. Maybe maybe when our team wins the, uh, the Super Bowl, we'll come back and we'll, we'll, we'll chop it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you in another 10 years. Yeah, we'll, we'll be on our 13th name change. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in once again for an episode of the ABJ Podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, you're going to like this one, Devontae. I'm going to be interviewing the president of independent wrestling. Do you know who that is? The president of independent wrestling. Who is that? It's one and only Phil Stamford, baby. <laughs> Look at the presidential seal there. That it. That means it's official. He's going to be on next week. Uh, you want to talk about someone who's been around for a long time and has has worked with the who's who and just always giving back to the business anyway. It's going to be uh, that dude, Phil. Um, and then we're going to be ending the month with another guy. You're going to love this one, Devontae. Big dust. He big dust. Big <laughs> dust. That's how we're ending the month uh, and, and, and in, uh, the next couple of weeks, man. Thank you guys so much. Keep tuning in the ABJ podcast. Grab some merchandise. If you grab any merchandise, please send me a photo of you in the merchandise so we can put it on social media. Also, if you're listening to this on any uh, podcast platform in your car or anything, make sure you leave a five-star review. Like, and sh- like share, subscribe on if you're watching the videos. And uh, anything word of mouth just keeps this podcast going and going alive and keep growing. Uh, if you know anyone that wants to be a guest or if you think would be a good guest in the podcast have them hit up the link tree as well and fill out a form or just contact me shoot the dm and we'll get you on as soon as we possibly can that's going to do it for the abj podcast we'll see you guys next time here's some music by the converse kid we're out of here <laughs>